It's because we're not friends. You are my drug dealer. There's one reason we know each other. I like the drugs you sell. That's it. If you didn't... What is up, Fantasy Football World? Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Football Sage Podcast. It's Tuesday, November 10th, and I'm your always informative host, Michael Fricano. Today's episode, number 37, we're going to go over some of the Week 10 waiver wire considerations. It's going to be another busy week for waivers as managers seek to find likely replacements for Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson, and David Montgomery. I say likely because all three sustained their respective injuries this weekend and could possibly miss some playing time. Now, whether you have these guys or not, you might want to consider their backups as they will see a significant increase in their snaps and overall utilization. Also, if you have players that are on the Jets, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Falcons, you'll need to fill in for them as well as they are all on by this week. There's just four more weeks left until the start of the fantasy football playoffs. This is no time to get lax, all right? Maybe you're sitting somewhere just outside of the middle of your league, you know, fighting to secure a playoff spot. Or maybe you're sitting as cozy as a king at the top. Who cares? Regardless of where you're at, it's your duty. Nay, no, it is your sworn oath to remain competitive and represent the Fantasy Football Sage podcast. So let's get into some player news so we can get this thing crack-a-lacking. Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey is having tests done today on his injured shoulder. His status for Week 10 is very much in doubt, according to sources. So this means that Mike Davis will resume his spot as an RB2 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hopefully you held on to Mike Davis if you had him. Uh, It's unfortunate if you had to drop him to make space. You know, it's probably going to be quite a fight. He's probably going to be the number one pickup this week. Um, Like I said, it's unsure about how long Christian McCaffrey will be out, but we will get more news to you as it develops later in the week. Chicago Bears running back David Montgomery has entered the concussion protocol today. He has an extra day to recover as the Bears play on Monday night against the Minnesota Vikings. That also means that if he's not clear by Saturday or is a game-time decision, you're probably going to want to bench him. Don't wait to the last minute. He ends up not playing, and now you have nobody to start as the backups for Montgomery. Let's see, Tariq Cohen sustained an ACL injury earlier in the season. He's out for the entire year. So the backups, we have no idea who they are, really. Um, I'm just not interested. The Chicago Bears rushing game has really just struggled all year, so we're not going to be looking to secure their backups. Not, Not in Chicago, anyhow. Houston Texans running back David Johnson suffered a concussion during the Week 9 game. He did not return. That means that he's going to have to be cleared by doctors before he can play again, so his status for Week 10 is uncertain. Duke Johnson will be the primary running back for the Texans for now. And I think you can consider him a flex option. We'll talk about him in the waiver segment. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list today. He'll have to quarantine for five days because he has been at high-risk close contact with a positive teammate. He has time to be cleared for Week 10, 
late in the week, just like Matthew Stafford was last week. This also gives him a little time to, I guess, nurse his injured knee that he sustained this past weekend. Cleveland Browns running back Nick Chubb was designated to return this week um, off the injured reserve. He could return this week and would be a low-end RB2 consideration. His return means that it drops the value of Kareem Hunt, who has been arguably an RB1 in performance, to a low-end RB2, RB3. We will know more as the week develops, but it's likely that Chubb will be returning. He's sad for a handful of weeks now. Chubb owners are probably uh, pretty excited about this. Kareem Hunt owners, not so much. And it's crazy. I've actually seen in a couple of leagues where frustrated owners or people just trying to make space have actually dropped Chubb. I bring this up to let you know if he's out there, just double check while you're doing your waivers. See if Nick Chubb is still out there. That should be your top priority. Detroit Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford cleared the concussion protocol Sunday after the game. Stafford had a horrific week. But he should have a full week to prepare for. So, you know, their matchup against Washington, I like it. He'll be kind of a suspect low in QB1 for me. We will cover him later in the week in the starts and sits, but Matthew Stafford will be okay to play. The Washington football team's quarterback, Kyle Allen, will require surgery on his dislocated ankle, and his season is over. It's really not a surprise here. If you saw it, you kind of knew what to expect. While it wasn't as bad as the the ankle injury of Dak Prescott, you knew it, it just turned in a, a really awkward position. Looks like he'll be okay. That's a good thing. This means that Alex Smith takes over, but he's been pretty abysmal in his, what they're calling a triumphant return from a similar injury. Pretty gruesome. I think that uh, Alex Smith has no fantasy value. Uh, outside of two quarterback leagues, of course, That's the only time I would even consider playing Alex Smith. That wraps up player news for today. I will have more for you on Thursday when we cover our first half of starts and sits. Let's go ahead and get into some waiver wire candidates. All right, let's start off with the quarterback position. If you're looking for a quarterback, uh, I would definitely consider Teddy Bridgewater for the Carolina Panthers. With Christian McCaffrey being out, Mike Davis is going to slide into the role, you know, Obviously, McCaffrey's uh, an electric playmaker on a whole nother level, but I think that both of these players open things up for Teddy Bridgewater. He's been great. I mean, you know, Bridgewater's finished with 310 yards and two scores last week. He also ran a touchdown in. The Panthers, I like their schedule coming up. They face the Buccaneers this week, the Lions the week after, and the Vikings. That's their next three matchups. So Bridgewater, he is only 41% owned. I would look for him. Also, Tua Tagovailoa of the Miami Dolphins. With Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert playing so well for fantasy purposes, I think it's only fitting to talk about another quarterback that was picked top 10 this year in the NFL draft. Uh, Tua threw for 248 yards this past weekend and two scores. He also picked up 35 yards on the ground. I think his rushing ability gives him a little added upside in fantasy. I think he's more of a QB too, but if you're looking to fill in a replacement, I like them this week for sure. You might want to also check and see if Denver Broncos quarterback Drew Locke is out there. All right, 
The Broncos' second-year passer threw for 313 yards and two touchdowns. He also picked up 47 yards rushing and a rushing score this past weekend. He has six touchdowns now, five passing and one rushing, in his last two games. Not bad. Denver rookies receiver Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, along with Tim Patrick and tight end Noah Fant, are starting to kind of find their groove in Shermer's offense. I think this bodes well for Locke's potential in the second half of the year. Moving over to the running back position, Houston Texans running back Duke Johnson. Now, David Johnson exited the game with a concussion, which put the Texans' other D. Johnson in the driver's seat of their backfield. Duke Johnson rushed for 41 yards and hit pay dirt while also catching uh, catching four passes for 32 yards. If David Johnson misses any action in Week 10, Duke Johnson would see a big workload for the Houston's matchup against Cleveland. Also, you might want to take a look and see if Wayne Gallman Jr. of the New York Giants is out there. Devontae Freeman missed his second straight game due to an ankle injury, and Gallman once again delivered for fantasy managers. Gallman led the Giants with 68 yards and a touchdown and caught one pass for nine yards. New York takes on the Eagles in Week 10. The same team, Gallman, scored 16 points again in PPR format just three weeks ago. Moving over to the wide receiver position, we're going to go with two of the Denver Broncos pass catchers. That's K.J. Hamler and Tim Patrick of the Denver Broncos. Now, it seems like Jerry Judy's getting all the love from fantasy football players after his impressive 125-yard, one-touchdown performance against the Falcons. But Hamler caught six passes for 75 yards. And Patrick scored another touchdown while picking up 29 yards on a, on a bad hamstring, mind you. Denver receivers, they've got a great matchup in Week 10 as they take on the Raiders. I would look for those guys. Also see if you got Richie James of the San Francisco 49ers out there. With Brandon Ayuk, Kendrick Bourne, and Debo Samuel out of the lineup, Richie James was essentially the 49ers' only receiving option in Week 9. And he certainly made the most of his opportunity, catching nine passes for 184 yards and a score. If San Francisco's usual receivers can't start in week 10, which we'll find out later in the week, I would stash James. He could serve as a very good wide receiver three for the team's matchup against the Saints. And I don't know how it's happened, but Carolina Panthers, Curtis Samuel, is only 30% rostered. You know, I get it. The Panthers wide receivers, you know, they present a confusing situation for fantasy managers. By all accounts, DJ Moore should be the team's top option. But his target share has been dwindling over the past few weeks, while Samuels has increased. Moore caught two of three passes for 18 yards in Sunday's loss against the Chiefs. Samuel, meanwhile, reeled in nine of nine targets for 105 yards and a touchdown. He has now scored four times in the last three games and appears to be quarterback Teddy Bridgewater's favorite weapon now. This week against Tampa, it should be tough, though the Buccaneers' secondary was exposed by the Saints in their blowout loss against uh, the Saints in Week 9. I would look for Curtis Samuel as a as a, probably my top wide receiving pickup this week. 30% rostered. How does that even happen? Also look and see if Jalen Rager, who's only 24% rostered of the Philadelphia Eagles, He sat out five games with an injured thumb, and he returned in week eight ahead of the Eagles' bye. He caught three of six targets for 16 yards and a touchdown, 
and scored on a two-point conversion. You know, that was in their win over Dallas. It's worth mentioning that the Eagles have one of the easiest schedules down the stretch. They're set to face up against the Giants, the Browns, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, the Cardinals, and the Cowboys for the remaining weeks of this fantasy season, none of whom have particularly good secondaries. All right. This rookie, I think he's been forgotten about in a lot of leagues. All right. So look and see if he's out there. Like I said, the Eagles are just coming off of a bye. I would definitely look at at him. Let's see, Jacoby Myers of the New England Patriots. He's only 12%. Now we're really digging deep, but um, he's only 12% owned. You know, Myers exploded in last night's game against the Jets. He caught 12 of 14 targets, 169 yards. I think while Julian Edelman is out, I think that the Patriots are going to be struggling to fill in that void, that target share, that target vacuum, as they say. Jacoby Myers might be that dude. As far as tight ends go, no one disappointed you more last week than Jordan Reed. All right. A lot of people with George Kittle being out, I mentioned him in last week's episode. I did it. A lot of people I know did it. They were like, hey, you know, Jordan Reed's going to get a huge target share. And the guy ends up with one target. All right. He's 23% roster. Me personally, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get burned twice in a row. However, I'm not going to say that it isn't possible. All right. Um, you know, he caught just one target, one of two tar- One He caught one pass for, out of two targets for three yards while George Kittle is on injured reserve. Ross Duelli wasn't fantastic either, though. He caught three of three for 52 yards. It was a blowout against the Packers. But as long as Reed is healthy, he should see better days ahead. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to rule it out entirely because I'm going to sit there looking like a jerk off when, you know, he has one of his 100-yard two-touchdown games. The tight end position is really hard to fill every year. Um, So let's go with Irv Smith of the Minnesota Vikings. He's 7% rostered. I would certainly take him over Jordan Reed. Uh, Smith caught two, four targets for 10 yards. Though both catches were touchdowns, okay? He's kind of a boomer bust, touchdown-dependent tight end, but aren't most of them unless you got, like, one of the top five tight end options? Um, but if you have to replace, let's say, Travis Kelsey or Hayden Hurst or Dalton Schultz for a one-week felon, I would definitely look for Irv Smith. All right, if you're looking to stream defenses this week, at the top, I like the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They face the Giants think that the Eagles defense is going to really make uh, make a problem for Danny Dimes. They're only 49% rostered. They're probably out there maybe. Uh, next up, I would like the New Orleans Saints going up against the San Francisco 49ers. They're 48% rostered. Also, Green Bay Packers, they're only 38% rostered. They're up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That wraps up today's episode, Week 10 waiver wire considerations. Make sure you tune in later in the week, Thursday, for the first part of our starts and sits by matchup for week 10. If you like the episode, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Twitter, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you like, write a review, 
Do what you got to do. We appreciate it. Until later in the week, thanks for tuning in. Peace. Some bitch. Don't you cuss on this here radio. I apologize to all the friendly folk who are listening. Thank you.